We're recording. Our volumes yes. are good. You've got your food. I've got some liquor. Oh, actual liquor? Well, it's three ounces of vodka and half a bottle of sparkling water in a mason jar that's branded with my dad's company. <laughs> 2020. Ignore the fact that it looks like piss. <laughs> Tanner drinks the piss water. <laughs> Shit, we're watching an episode of Glee. Time to drink my own piss. Are you drinking the? P- are you taking the piss, mate? Are you taking the piss, mate? Your mum's a slag. My apologies to the entire continent of Europe. <laughs> no, just the British Isles, and even then, it's a half-assed apology. Half-arsed, I should say. There you go. There you go. Don't at me. I'm tired. <laughs> Don't at me. I'm boozed. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff this show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me And welcome to Loser Like Me. It is a Glee recap podcast. My name's Christina. She, her pronouns. My name's Tanner. And I... I can't think of a non sequitur to start with. <laughs> Tanner is struggling to find a non sequitur. I don't know why Molly Shannon is here. I don't, I don't know either, honestly. Here's, here's the thing, listeners. Is that... I watched this episode last night, and to me personally, this episode was just a whole lot, a whole lot of things happened, and I didn't really feel anything about most of them. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I'm recording with, after having downed an Advil and some food, trying to fight off a headache. So if I'm a little bit less chatty, that's why. (laughs) And also, it's Hell Week in America. Which Hell Week? Guess. (laughs) Let's let's worry about one fewer thing and instead focus on telling the listeners about this episode of Glee. Uh, this episode is episode 17, Bad Reputation. It was directed by Elodie Keene and written by Ian Brennan. Elodie Keene has a pretty decent track record. I think we've liked all the episodes that she's directed so far. She has directed Vitamin D, mm-hmm. Mashup, and Mattress. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, mashup was with her and Ian as the as the lead creatives. I, I mean, I guess that's fair. That that's probably an accurate summation of how this episode was going to go. Yeah, it aired on May the fourth, twenty ten. Missed opportunity to have a Star Wars tribute episode. Now nah, that's later. Yeah, we'll get there in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can start this episode. <laughs> Because my first note is, oh god, from the thumbnail alone. <laughs> the thumbnail was a still from the second of, from the third of three music videos that make an appearance in this episode. Oh, that's right. You know, I'm surprised that they never had just a full music video tribute episode. You mean like an MTV tribute episode? Yeah. Like, like th- there's some things that they ended up doing later on, but like, do- doing Take On Me in the style of the music video... 
what were the other popular music videos? I guess like a prayer they already did on, with Madonna. Mm-hmm. They already um, did all the Madonna ones. Or most smack of my bitch ones. up. Um. Have Britney and Santana recreate the Smack My Bitch Up video. <laughs> I don't know what that song is, but sure. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know how it goes, but I do know that the video was very famous because it was like, uh, po- point of view, you're a person just having an absolutely feral night. You're doing drugs, you're drinking, you're going to the club, you're getting into fights with guys, and you're making out with multiple women. And then at the very end of the video, the camera, like the POV camera, turns to look in the mirror, and you've been a girl the whole time. <laughs> a, t- a twist not seen since 1987's or 1989's Let's Get Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Are you serious? That's where it came from? No, it's, it's not. I'm just... <laughs> There's only so many gay music videos. <laughs> There's only three gay music videos. There's Physical, Smack My Bitch Up, and Call Me Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting Kesha. I don't think I've seen a full Kesha music video. I don't know if I have either, but I feel like she could do it. No, wait, no. I I saw the one where she turns a bodega clerk into a kitten. And I saw and I saw the one for Blow, where she and James Vanderbeek get into a fight and shoot up a, bar, a club full of, like a country club full of unicorn people that bleed rainbows. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. But we haven't even we haven't even reached Kesha yet. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the previously on, which mentions that uh yeah. Rachel and Jesse are the new power couple after Rachel and Finn and Rachel and Puck, which I don't think ever count as power couples because they were technically never dating. I mean Rachel and Finn were ostensibly a power couple. And I think Rachel and Puck dated for a hot second, but they weren't ever like public enough to be termed a power couple. No one's a power couple when it involves Rachel. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And also remember how Will has technically not finalized his divorce from Terry and also how he dated Emma and he had a hookup with Shelby that one time. Remember how Will fucks? I mean, apparently. So we open in the Glee Club where um, a smattering of characters, I believe it is... It's like, the OG6. It's the OG6. They're, like, laughing, losing their minds as they're watching a video on Kurt's laptop. Rachel mm-hmm. and Jesse walk in, and they're like, oh, you're watching the video for Physical by Olivia Newton-John, famous for popularizing sexual fluidity in such an early decade. And then they're like, yes, but you don't understand. This is a recreation that Sue Sylvester made. Mm-hmm. I stole it from her filing cabinet when I went to get her hormone replacement therapy. I'm assuming that the hormone replacement therapy that Sue is undergoing is stuff for, like, bears. Yeah. (laughs) Because human hormones are not powerful enough for Sue Sylvester. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) She does the cabbage patch. Yeah, she does the cabbage patch, and all of the kids are loving it, which, like, in their defense, if I found a video one of my high school teachers doing that when I was in high school, I probably would have done the same thing. If I found a video like that, it would have been meaningless because one of my high school teachers already released a jazz CD. Oh, I love that, actually. I don't know if it was any good or not. Anyway, they're they're all just like, they're hanging out and they're laughing and they're, it, someone tries to say like, why are, like, maybe we shouldn't be laughing this much about it. Mercedes is like, she has drug us down for 16 episodes so far, I think it's okay if we laugh at her a little bit. 
Yeah, Finn's gonna upload it, and Rachel's like, mm-hmm. but what if it reflects badly on us? And Mercedes says, let her have a taste of her own medicine. Mm-hmm. And Jesse says, yeah, you guys have to stop letting people walk all over you. You gotta start being badasses. Yes, and this is where I would like to propose the episode title, which is, Wouldst thou like to live gleeliciously? <laughs> Clickety clack me, bro. <laughs> Tanner looks lost. Wouldst thou like the taste of ice ice, baby? <laughs> Wouldst thou like to wear matching tracksuits? <laughs> or alternatively, singlets. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We they post the video, and then Sue's walking down the hall, and a whole bunch of guys and football players are like, Hey, Coach Sylvester, let's get physical. Yeah. And Sue's like, uh, you're, t- you're ch- children, so I'm not interested. Wait a second. That's a song lyric from a yes. music video that I recreated. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't mention specifically that your boy Karofsky was here. My man Karofsky is being an outstanding heterosexual by flirting with the cheerleading coach. Yeah. And I, let's, I would like to note here that this is the second instance so far of fear on the face of Sue Sylvester. Like, genuine fear. But yeah, it's on YouTube. It has so many views, she's mortified. Yes, we're talking like hundreds of thousands of comments on this video that they posted. Then we cut to Fickens' office where Will is there, and Sue is yelling at everyone about how dare the privileged misfits leak my personal video to the internet. And it just occurred to me... Couldn't they just have looked up the account of the person who posted the video? Because, like, if Finn posted it from either his or Kurt's account, like, you know Kurt's account is either his name or it's, like, Julie Andrews' lost godson, like, (laughs) and then his birthday or something. Like, they're high schoolers. They're not going to be that subtle with, like, their YouTube usernames and it should be easy to find. They they could have easily made a new account, because this was back in 2010, where you could easily make a new YouTube account, and they could have done it from mm-hmm. the school library, too. That's true, that's true. Use the school computer, so it's still anonymous. Um, Speaking but, of the school library. <laughs> school is, uh, Sue is even more incensed, because not only have the Glee kids uh, leaked her personal property, but they mm-hmm. also ranked their own horniness levels. Well, one of them posed... ranked their own horniness levels. <laughs> someone was ranking horniness. Yes. And now they need to go to horny jail because somebody posted a list, which is a list of all the Glee members, mm-hmm. ranked by sexual proclivities. Sexual, heavy air quotes here, crimes and attractiveness. <laughs> <laughs> the the ranking of the list is, first on the list is Quinn at plus 45, then Santana at plus 43, then Puck at plus 38, Brittany, 35. Jesse, 29. Finn, 19. Mike, 11. Matt, 5. Rachel, negative 5. And this might be the closest thing to character development that Matt's gotten in the entire season. <laughs> Matt has considered fucking. Yes. Sue and Figgins are upset because they're like, how dare teenagers think that they could be sexualized, they say, on a Fox show. We also get to have then a cut of Rachel being outraged at her ranking at negative five on the list. It's like, I I zoned out a little bit because so much was happening in the scene, but basically like, 
don't don't acknowledge sexuality at all because the photos of another school superintendent were leaked. And what was he wearing? Women's lingerie. And what was he riding? A pony. And who was expelled? Everybody. The entire school was expelled. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot about that part. So basically, uh, fess up or the entire Glee Club will be disbanded, because mm-hmm. Figgins cannot have these shenanigans at this school. Yeah. So then we get to go to the classroom, where Bill was talking to all the Glee kids, and they they say, okay, we need the person who, we need the person who is responsible for this to step forward, please, or, or we're all gonna get in trouble. And everyone's like, look, we all know that Puck did it. And Will's like, okay, come on, kids. We need to at least be impartial, but Puck, really, did you do it? He's like, nah, dude, I'm a delinquent. I beat people up and set things on fire, but I don't lie. I mean, I guess. Artie thinks that the Gliss is a good thing, because if they have a bad reputation, then they'll seem more interesting. Yeah, although Will is like, no, you don't want to get a bad reputation, kids, because that, that, that just makes your life terrible. And so on you that can't topic, fix a bad reputation. <laughs> you can't fix a bad reputation unless you're a song with a bad reputation. In which case, we're gonna be give- take- singing songs that have bad reputations, but not rep- bad reputation because it has a good reputation. Yeah, but not the song "Bad Reputation" because it slaps. <laughs> and so, your assignment for this week is to take a song with a bad reputation and make it better. And I can't think of a single song that I would rehab. Because, um, like, there's the songs that have bad reputations that I can think of are ones that don't deserve to be rehabbed. Jason Derulo's Wiggle. Jason Derulo's Talk Dirty to Me. <laughs> Un- is that it? I forget. Yeah. I don't remember. It's been so long since I heard that or, song. <laughs> I, I can't remember the, the singer, but the ass song. Tanner, that's a lot of music. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, bud. No, it's it's the song that just goes ass, 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 and then there's just like a beat underneath it. Okay. <laughs> and then Will is like, well, how about I show you? And so then we get the first piece of the kids like, which is... Oh, Mr. She's gonna rap! <laughs> yep, because by this point, they know the signs. <laughs> so then we have Ice Ice Baby. The The vocals are fine. The, the best part of this is the dancing, because it's like... It starts out with, like... Like Will is on lead vocals the whole time because it's a white it's a it's a song that a white man can rap, so of course he's on lead. Um, <laughs> but he like pulls in like groups of the kids one by one to be his backup dancers, and it starts off with like Mike and Puck, and of course you know Harry Shum Jr. is a phenomenal dancer, so of course he's blinging out of the water, and then they're like Come on, Tina and Brittany, and like. The kids are all doing, like, the crowd backup vocals and everything. I like this because it harkens back to the, the halcyon days of Gold Digger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will is like, hey, let me show you some moves. Yeah. And I think it's fun because they do, like, they get all of the kids on the dance, like, on the classroom floor to dance, except for Artie. Yeah, fuck you, Artie. And- <laughs> you ain't yeah. got legs. Suffer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I do. Th- so two parts of this song that I really like is that, so Jesse is involved in the dancing. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the few times where Jesse seems like an actual Glee member. Yeah. Instead of just like Rachel, Rachel's arm candy, like doing a bad boy glower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like they all get to, they all get up and they do dances together and it's fun. They have like a little dance off at the end and then Ari's in the back row just going like, woo! Yay! Yeah! The other thing I really like is, so so Jesse and Finn end up in the same dance move alongside Rachel and I want to say Santana. And it's a move where like, they kick forward and then they kick backwards and then they do like a, a spin on their foot that they're standing on so that they're kicking forward again and then they kick backwards again. Mm-hmm. Which, so it's the dance entirely made of legs. And you know what else is entirely made of legs? Cory Monteith. <laughs> And you know who can't dance that great? Cory Monteith. So if you look closely, you'll notice that Finn is shoved way in the back. <laughs> Just in case Cory screws up his dance moves. Poor guy. I totally get it, though. And then at the end, uh, Mr. Shu is like, so what do you think about that, Jesse? And Jesse's like, oh, okay, I guess this song is paroled. And then as they're cheering, you hear Rachel say, Jesse could have done it better, but you were pretty good. Anyway, time for... <laughs> Time for a scene that should have been dubbed over with O Fortuna, I think. <laughs> so then we get to go into the staff lounge as Sue walks in because she has to get coffee. And like, it's a very weirdly tilted camera. And it's just then like the whole room of teachers all pointing and laughing at Sue in slow motion. Make make doing... sure make sure the people know it's in slow motion. Don't forget the laughter's in slow motion. They're only gonna tell you another five times that the laughter is in slow motion. Yeah, and, like, in this little scene, like, Sue has VO about, like, this is so terrible, people are laughing at me in slow motion, but I have to turn away and I can't look at them, because if I don't look at them, then they'll they'll disappear or something, and she's like, wait, what's that smell? It's coffee, and not overlaid with the stench of fear. (laughs) And that's the point at which Molly Shannon shows up. And I just refer to her in my notes as Molly Shannon because I didn't remember what her character's name is. And she doesn't have a whole lot to do in this episode. Yeah, aside so, from show up and laugh at Jane Lynch, which, like, respect. Yeah, so uh, Saturday Night Live royalty Molly Shannon shows up and she's like, "Yeah, Hi, I'm a new teacher. I was expelled from my last school because I have an alcohol problem and a pill problem. And my life is still better than yours, Sue Sylvester. Ha ha! I didn't know until last night when I was looking up Molly Shannon Cause like I could have, I thought she was Megan Mullally for a hot second. <laughs> they are very similar. Lisa. They are very similar, but no, Molly Shannon is the one who did the superstar. She likes to she she likes to stick her fingers in her armpits and and then she's nervous. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it, so I don't know what that reference is. I just know the superstar. <laughs> anyway, being laughed at by a famous comedian is so bad that Sue has to flee the the student lounge or the teacher lounge. Excuse me. Someone's lounging. Yeah, someone's lounging and it's not Sue because she has to flee. And then we cut to the hallway where Rachel is talking to Artie about how, like, she needs to expand the brand because she was at negative points on the list. And so she needs him to make a sex tape, or rather a music video, to run Joey Run. No, girl, I'll make you a sex tape. And I'm just like... (sighs) She's going to become musically promiscuous. Yes. Artie is complicit, but I'm glad he doesn't get blamed. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for that scene. Rachel just wants to get horned up. Yeah. You know who else wants to get horned up? The kids who did not get onto the list. 
Mm-hmm. It's Kurt, Artie, Tina, and Mercedes, and they're all like, we must get on the glist, but how do we do this thing? How do and we then- break into horny jail? <laughs> yes. And then the answer is, you gotta know someone who's already on the inside. Well, because it I'll- turns out that Brittany's been sitting in the back of the room. Also, <laughs> why, she, why she, took, <laughs> she took all her antibiotics in the morning, and now she can't remember how to leave. Also, she doesn't understand how she didn't make the top spot of the glist because she's made out with everyone in this school. Guys, girls, Mr. Kidney the janitor. Shout out to this non-binary janitor. Mm-hmm. And so yes. Kurt's like, there's only one way we can prove to the school that we're the horniest 16-year-olds. Mm-hmm. We're going to do an impromptu musical number in we're the library. We're going to do a flash mob in the library. <laughs> library? For- we're- time to get yo Gleon in the stacks, says Kurt. <laughs> Yeah. Truthfully, I think they should have had, like, a poster that they would have just hauled up saying, like, HARDCORE! <laughs> it would have been just as effective. <laughs> anyway, t- time for the time for the How the Grinch Stole Christmas reveal that Sue Sylvester does, in fact, have a heart somewhere within her physical form. I mean, we have met Jean before. Oh, we have? I... We've been doing so many episodes of Glee that I forgot that we had met Jean before, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah, she first showed up in Wheels. She she was the reason that Jake was won over by Sue Sylvester's kind soul. And gotcha. you're like, honey. <laughs> gotcha, okay. Okay. But yeah, so they they talk and Sue's like, I actually have empathy now. I understand what it's like to be made fun of. Particularly in slow motion. <laughs> yes. And her sister points out, remember what we did whenever we were feeling bad as kids? We went and we volunteered at an animal shelter. Because when you feel bad, do something to help someone who has it worse off than you. Which is like, Jean Sylvester, you are you are too good for your sister, but we appreciate having you here. So Sue has decided that she is now Emma's therapist. Yes, because it turns out that the previous therapist for the McKinley High School school district uh, died by suicide. I I doubt this. I believe this is just a Sue Sylvester tactic. That's entirely possible. I did not. It didn't occur to me that she would lie about this, but she absolutely would. Basically, the whole talk that Sue has with Emma here is. You need to be confident and then go call, go go tell Will that he's a terrible person because I can confide to you that he, that he had an adult sleepover with April and that he was making out with Shelby because I paid his landlord to bug his apartment. Sure. That one I do believe. Yeah, that one, that one I absolutely do believe. But Emma's just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But sure. She also Sue insults her by saying yeah. that she takes weird little strides like she was raised in Imperial Japan and had her feet bound. So so first off, foot binding yeah. is Chinese. Yeah. But also after that, Emma says you have a valid point, to which I said out loud, does she? And then also Sue was like, do I? That was a whole lot of eyebrow acting you just did too. <laughs> Sue, Sue Sue was just trying to get a rise out of Emma. She's like, be assertive. Defend yourself. Yeah. Tell Will how you really feel in a public place where he can't run or manipulate you. Which, see, that one is actually sort of good advice. Yeah, yeah. If If you do have to confront someone, that is why you do it in public. Or 
over a platform which there are going to be plenty of people who can watch and document it and then account for actions that are happening. Anyway, the next scene is Rachel and Puck in Rachel's bedroom. <laughs> and Rachel says, do you know that people called us Puckleberry? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was just something that actually made it onto the show from fandom. I'm pretty sure in universe, Rachel just invented that name herself. In universe, yes, I absolutely believe that. But like, in production, I feel like they they heard people use the term Puckleberry and they were like, yes. Let us let us make the portmanteau couple names a thing in the universe of Glee. And then obviously the the, the OT3 was P- Puckleberry Finn. Yes, I've I remember that. You've dabbled. <laughs> no, I, I have I Tanner, do you think I ever dabbled in writing OT3 when Puck was involved? Well, that's that's probably true. I've never even written OT3 to begin with. <laughs> Well, there's a first time for everything. Anyways, yeah. uh, it pans over to Puck wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask, and he's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I, I like to imagine, because like I'm trying to figure out how, in real life, the setup for this scene would have happened, and I'm pretty sure it's like, Rachel invites Puck over for like, to talk, and he's like, sup, it's me, I'm Puck. Ooh, a mask! And he runs over, and like, immediately puts it on, <laughs> and starts like admiring himself, wearing the half mask in the mirror, and you're just like, uh, okay, th- you're very easy to distract. Anyways, do you want to hear about shipping? And, uh, yeah. the 70s bad pop? Yeah. Because they, they, like, sit on the bed, and they try to talk about stuff, and he says, like, I try to be good at school, but I just kind of, like, I enter a fugue state, and then I wake up with a fire extinguisher in my hands. And I'm just like, oh, honey... And then Rachel's like, I feel the same way. I'm full of so much bad faith criticism, and I try to keep it down, but everyone in Glee, else in Glee is so terrible that I just can't help but be mean to them. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, almost make out, like, three times. <laughs> and, like, the camera even gets in real close. And he's like, do you remember that I am Jewish? Would you like to make out and be on the glist? <laughs> Wouldst thou like to live Glee-lishly? Mazel tov. But Rachel says no. Yeah. Rachel says, yeah. I will not be sexy with you in real life. I will only be sexy with you in a music video. Yes. And there's a then there's a sneaky bass line. Yes. In the next scene, we still have the sneaky <sighs> bass line. Yeah. Sue has escorted Emma to the teacher's lounge again. And to, she's like... Weirdly enough, to the exterior of the building in which the teacher's lounge is in? Listen, it's so that she can avoid all the slow motion laughter. Because remember, it's in slow motion. Yeah. And then... Molly Shannon Mo- is there for half a second, in case yeah. you forgot that Molly Shannon yeah. was here. Molly Shannon comes by to yell some more names at two, which, like, thanks, Molly. Appreciate Um, And then I had to watch the rest of this scene at No Joke Quarter Volume. Okay. We cringed at different parts. Yes. So this is, this was, this is the scene that I was cringing at, listeners. Just because of the secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> So let me, let's break it down. Emma walks in, and Will's talking with another older teacher. And Emma's like, hey, Will, can we talk? And Will's like, uh, sure, Emma, just a second. And I was like, no, William, we will be talking now. You will have to reschedule your heavy petting session with Mrs. Carlyle later. And Will's like, what the fuck? And Mrs. Carlyle's like, but William was just comforting me because my husband just passed away. And Emma's like, she, she has a pause. 
and then she just decides to yes and. Wow, Will, <laughs> getting them real fresh, are ya? Mm-hmm. And then Will's like, Emma, what's gotten into you? And uh, Emma's basically like, and William, I've been trying to better myself for you. I've been trying to make this work, like we agreed to. In episode season one, episode... 15? I want to say 15. 14 or 15. It was Anyways, like 14 or 15. 15 was Madonna. It has been two to three episodes and or weeks since we decided to try and better ourselves for each other. And I have been seeing a therapist. Was it Sue? Please tell me you don't mean Sue. And not, and you have just been slutting around with April and Shelby and Mrs. Carlisle. <laughs> and then she says you're a slut about 50 times. <laughs> And everyone must know! And then everyone else in the teacher's lounge slow motion laughs at Will, and then Emma's like, also I'm genuinely sorry about your loss, Mrs. Carlyle. Toodles! <laughs> yeah. The My only notes about the scene is that he doesn't deny anything, and she doesn't technically say anything incorrect or inaccurate. But the secondhand embarrassment is real, and the teacher extras are loving the tea. <laughs> like, you see a couple of them do, like, the, like, the, hmm, <laughs> like, down into their lunch bowls and stuff. <laughs> anyway, time for some classic glee whiplash for a flash mob. <laughs> the same sneaky baseline for a third time. <laughs> yes. I refer to them as the bad five. <laughs> <laughs> With two Ds. Only one D, but I think I should go back and add two Ds. <laughs> um, anyway, they walk into the library, but they try to be sneaky about it, and they're all in big colorful outfits. All of them have hammer pants on. <laughs> and they they just kind of, like, they sneak around in the stacks and they perform Can't Touch This in the library. And they, like, dance on tables and, like, through the stacks. Artie's on lead, so it's better than when Matthew Morrison is singing it. This was the scene that I cringed at. That's valid. I just kind of dissociated through this whole episode because they were. It was just like, it was just like I I like glance away for half a second and be like, oh, Heather Morris is on a table now. Okay. <laughs> In my opinion, this song is more cringe than you're having my baby. That's valid. It's the kids' boppinist. Yeah. <sighs> When they finish with the song, they all stand around, like, posed back to back, like, you can't touch this. They stand there anxiously waiting to be disapproved of. And the old librarian, like, hobbles out from behind her desk and she's like, I would like you to perform at my church a Sunday service. My pastor would love you. <laughs> yep, hammer pants for Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag hammer pants for Jesus. <laughs> okay. Now, here is like, here was a genuinely like enjoyable scene that did make me feel something besides cringe. <laughs> Time for the interrogation scene. Dun dun! Executive producer Dick Wolf. And th- this scene made me think this that this episode should have been like a whodunit crime-solving episode. It's another missed opportunity for a heist. I no, not not a heist. It should have been like a mystery to solve because like they're the whole thing they're trying to solve is like who put up the glist. And so, if I may, I would like to pitch how this could have gone. Actually, should we talk about what happened in the scene first and then I'll pitch how I think it should have gone. Go for it. So, 
my pitch for this episode is that it should have been a whodunit, a crime solver to figure out who posted the, who made the glist, who posted the glist, and who apparently promised that there were going to be weekly postings of the glist. <laughs> and so my pitch here is that it should have been Kurt doing his best Agatha Christie um, Miss Marple impression. <laughs> Aided by the clumsy, know-nothing detective Will Schuster. Because then it would have given them an excuse to put, like, Will in a trench coat and, like, a 1920s fedora or something. And for Kurt to be lounging around in a batch of sweaters with, like, a fake bubble pipe or something. (laughs) And then it could have just been them sleuthing around McKinley. And I don't know what song choices they could have done, but they could have had a whole, like... Don't be suspicious. Don't 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 be suspicious. That wasn't out yet, but yes, that would absolutely fit. <laughs> uh, there could have been a whole drawing room accusation scene that, of course, then it would have all been completely incorrect because Kurt's a teenager who is too self-absorbed to fully understand what's going on around him at all times. <laughs> and some of a teacher who's too self-absorbed to understand what's going on around him. Yeah, because in this scene, it's essentially Will talking to each of the Glee kids individually in what is probably his office. Yes. Because um, he interviews all of the kids, and Finn says, like, look, I might have anger issues, but they aren't that bad. Listen, I might be kicking chairs more often, but I have no reason to put up the glist. And Will's like, yeah, but you have a bone to pick with a bunch of people in that club. like Puck. He literally says you have an axe to grind. Yeah, you have an axe to grind with people like Puck and Quinn and Rachel. And then Custa Mercedes and Mercedes, like, Will accuses her of trying to get back at the Cheerios. And Mercedes says she actually likes being a Cheerio. And the only person who actually has beef with Santana and Brittany is Quinn because she got kicked out. And she's not angry all the time. It's called being sassy. <sighs> Artie says that the glist is, was posted too high for him to reach. Which is valid. And then Artie accuses Puck. Well, Artie says that Tina saw Puck do it, and Tina says that she saw Puck do it. And then Puck yes. says he was moving it off of Rachel's locker because he's a gentleman. And it, Yes. <laughs> and if he had made it himself, then he would have put himself at number one. Yes. And then Brittany? I don't know how to turn on a computer. And then Quinn, who says, look, we all think it was Rachel because she's just trying to take something like she's just trying to take everyone else out or something like that. And Quinn admits that she was a bitch to Rachel, and so this is probably Rachel getting back at her. So, like, props to Quinn for self-awareness, I guess. I don't know if this actually counts, though. It's Glee. We'll take it. <laughs> um, and then Will's like, I want the truth, damn it! And, and then there's this, like, yeah. Kurt sitting all poised, like, Mr. Shu, may I be frank? Mr. Shu says, like, yeah. You've been watching a lot of late-night Law and Order reruns ever since your wife left you, haven't you? Yeah. Technically, uh-huh. he left his wife. But Will doesn't deny it, and then Kurt also just points out that he's like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that. I don't remember what Kurt's reason was, but it was it was a it was a decent alibi. Now if if you excuse me, I need to go to a meeting of the Bad of the Five where we need to discuss how we're not horny. Yeah. They declare themselves as menacing as Muppet babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They decide they're going to go apologize to Sue because going out in a blaze of glory in the face of the wrath of Sue Sylvester is going to make them badass posthumously. Yes. (laughs) But before that can happen, we have another scene of Sue journaling. And then she's like, my life is over and perhaps I actually should do good things. 
Because even if I do good things, they will continue to make Will Schuster miserable. So it's a win-win for me. And then she gets a phone call. Hi! This is Sue Sylvester. This is Olivia Newton-John. That's a terrible accent. Goodbye. And then she hangs up. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that my accent was terrible? Or was that what Sue said? I That's forgot. what Sue said. She said, <laughs> oh, okay. the, the, stop mocking me. This accent is ridiculous. Okay. And then Olivia Newton-John. I should. We should note here that this is like fictionalized Olivia Newton-John. But it is played by real Olivia Newton-John. Yes. Yes, real Olivia Newton-John. I think the term was like Adam Westing. Yeah, well, listen, listen, Ryan Murphy called Olivia Newton-John. He was like, hey, Olivia Newton-John, we know each other somehow, probably. Would you like to be on my teen drama? <laughs> and Olivia Newton-John said, only on one condition. Molly Shannon has to be on the episode as well, but not what? in any of the scenes <laughs> I'm in, and only for a cumulative minute of screen time. So then Olivia Newton-John... I'm just going to call her ONJ <laughs> to distinguish between the real human person so and Angie. the version in Glee. Yeah, yeah. Angie calls her back and says, "Hi, I think we got this connected, but I'm going to be in I'm going to be in Lima tomorrow doing a benefit at the Rainforest Cafe. Would you like to Would you like to remake my music video with me?" I was just on my way to a ribbon cotton ceremony for for a sanctuary <laughs> for orphan koalas. I have to be careful that my accent doesn't drift around too much. Claire! My daughter Claire, who's a mermaid. Chloe. Chloe. She showed me a music video of you dancing terribly to my favourite song that invented music videos, but was controversial because it was too far... Dude, I'm sorry. I love you. It's like you just took your you just took your pointer finger, you put it on the globe, and you just like you spun the globe around real quick, and you just got a your accent going up as the globe spun around. Oh, around. <laughs> I'm in here to make the physical music video with me. It's gonna be quick. Gotta get some water, y'all. Okay. I've been talking a lot. Do you want to take a sh stab at the next scene? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I was along for the ride. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, now it's time for Will's karmic walk through the hallways of Will McKinley High School. And he gets, he gets strafed by various people. Sue walks by and calls him a man whore. <laughs> and then Figgins walks by and says, I am praying for you, William. <laughs> And then Molly Shannon comes by and says, Hi, do you want to have sex in a classroom? <laughs> and then Sue comes by for another pass and says, and calls him a slut. And then Ken comes up and says, I am upset with you. How could you break Emma's heart like this? And then, uh, that's a series wrap on Ken Tanaka. Yeah. Uh, the only note, other note I have for this scene is that while Will and Ken are walking down the hallway, they pass by a pair of football players, and you can see them start doing the wee! are not worthy in the background <laughs> i didn't notice that that's great and then as as will goes off to lick his wounds kurt and the kurt and the rest of the bad five come up to sue to apologize for the leak and kurt's like remember me he looks like he's about to get shot yeah 
When they said take one for the team, Kurt took that literally. Remember when Kurt did like a slushy facial on himself? He looks more scared now than he did then. Yeah. Well, because in one, he was just facing societal dislike, and then the other, he's facing Sue Sylvester. <laughs> but anyway, he walks up to her to apologize, and he's like, it was me. I did it. Don't hurt me, please. But I accept whatever whatever, whatever corporal punishment you're going to deliver, because that's what you do in William McKinley High School. And she's like, actually, thanks! <laughs> and then she walks off, and he just looks like he just, like, he looks like his personal magnetic field got reversed. <laughs> They're all shooketh. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. So they go to look up the video, and um, I think as Tina, she says, maybe the comments got so mean that people started to feel bad for her, and now she's on an upswing. And then Kurt completes his Google, and then it turns up the video for physical, featuring Anji and Sue Sylvester. Uh, and it's like the club remix? Yeah. Here's it's not the good. thing. Here's the thing about this about this music video. It's boring. I felt... I felt like the 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 absolute polar opposite of feeling anything. I felt the absence of feelings when watching this. It's it's, it's just maybe maybe I'm just too ace for this. But it's like it feels like it's two lesbians trying very hard to convince everyone that they're straight. It doesn't even feel that. This is this is not horny at all. Like if if you're looking for horniness, okay. even just to, to for a research paper. Okay. It's literally just Sue and Olivia Newton John, and they're like singing the song while a circle of muscle men like flex around them. Yeah. And then all the muscle men walk into the steam room, and Olivia Newton John or Sue Sylvester are like turn to the camera and they say, "Now we are going to fuck all of these men." And that's the video. Yeah. And the weirdest thing is that we, we're we here feeling nothing, but then it cuts back to the bad five, and like they're completely flustered. They they are rock solid. Mm, I, I wouldn't say that. I was going to say- Mercedes it. is pounding on the table chanting again, 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 again. There's more of them that are doing that. And I think it's probably just for the sheer the sheer memeability of it. It's a musical non-entity. Yeah. The, the only other notes that I have- for this music video was that there was a point at which like the bodybuilders held up an obstacle course of those like jump ropes with like the plastic segments on them that you know like you you use them in elementary school and they go clack 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 yeah they held up like a maze of those and and sue and anji had to tr- they were kind of like oh let's move all the jump ropes out of the way and it was like that's extremely dumb and then my second thing was, Glee sure was a thing, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's time for Rachel's music video. She's yeah. She hopes wait, that everyone up. understands the cinematic language. Um, no, wait. They're... First, that when when we go to the kids in the classroom for for time for Rachel's music video, Will has to remind them again. Y'all, we still have not found the glist. And all, everyone's like, we we do not know what is going on here. And he's like, hmm, okay. Brittany, there's a shot of Brittany who just has a thousand yard stare. Yeah, her antibiotics haven't worn off yet. Nope. <laughs> and then when, go for it. It's it's time for run, Joey, run, Joey, run. Yeah. 
when I'd like to note here that when Rachel gets up and says, I'd like to say a few words before we play my music video, you can see Santana in the background just very dramatically and obviously like rolling her eyes. Because <laughs> she knows that Rachel has never said a few words in her life. <laughs> but also Santana was part of this because it starts off with Santana and Brittany dressed as angels and they're like, d- like dramatically part. So that... <laughs> Daddy, please don't. It wasn't his fault. He means so much to me. Daddy, please don't. We're gonna get married. Just you wait and see. Yeah. Rachel singing dramatically as, like... As she stalks through the hallways of William McKinley High School, accompanied by 65 dry ice machines. And not even 2010's PowerPoint effects, but, like... 2002 PowerPoint effects. Window, it's Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's... <sighs> so we've got Rachel... Uh, well, we've got Rachel and Puck acting in the music video because mm-hmm. it's, like, Puck in a muscle shirt and he's, mm-hmm. like, sings about how he got a call from... I don't know what the... Julie. Yeah, Julie. He gets a call from his girlfriend, Julie, and she, she, she's like, my dad found out that uh, we had sex and now he's going to kill me. Uh, so, but don't come over because he's got a gun and I'm scared for you. Yeah. And Joey's like, no, I, I gotta come. I gotta come help you. And she's like, no, run, Joey, run, Joey, run. Yeah. And, and then he drives over. As, yeah. And the the whole thing is like, as this is playing, like... When when it starts and then Puck shows up on the screen, like, Jesse is sitting next to Rachel and he's like, excuse me, what? And you can see him kind of, like, turn back to look at Puck and Rachel is just very engrossed in her music video. And and then it, like, d- so Puck drives, but when Joey gets out of the car, now he's played by Jesse. Mm-hmm. And now Puck is perplexed. And Finn is also perplexed. Mm-hmm. And also Sandy Ryerson is playing Rachel's dad. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, there's, at the point at which, like, Julie gets shot by Sandy Ryerson with a Looney Tunes bang gun. Yeah, Like, it cuts, in that one it cuts a couple times, but I think it's mostly then Finn holding her as she dies. Yeah, because Finn's in this now, and Finn is also perplexed. The entire polycule is perplexed here. Oh, please, it's not a polycule. (laughs) It's only a polycule if they're all consenting. That's true. It's not, but it could be. No, it's not. Yeah. Rachel doesn't have the emotional depth to be part of a polycule. No, she does not. She absolutely <laughs> does not. And, and and like, you can see in, like, from the audience shots while they watch it, that, like, all of the boys are, like, putting it together. And there, <laughs> I'd like to note that there's a point in the music video where Rachel is dramatically singing to the camera that they were shooting it in the hallway during a passing period because she keeps just getting like pushed out of the way oh, by other students. Just passing in front of her. Yeah, and she <laughs> she keeps trying to get closer to the camera. And it's like, oh, excuse me, coming through. Hey, move. And it's it's very funny. And also, there's a point when Joey's car pulls up to the house. It's like this episode sponsored by Chevy because <laughs> it's like a very blatant shot of like. The, the front grill of a Chevy. But, um, yeah, so so Rachel as Julie dies, 
And then, like, there's a dramatic shot of the three guys, like, walking, storming down the hallway, singing, run, Joey, run, Joey, run, Joey, run, Joey, run, Joey, run, Joey, run! Yeah. And then, like, the Cheerio angels pass by again, and now there's Rachel as an angel, and she has a dramatic look. And and gold star wings. <laughs> yeah, gold star wings, and then she just smiles and puts her hands on her hips and does a big <laughs> wink! Yeah. Yeah. The episode could have ended there. That was a cinematic masterpiece. See, I'm I'm just gonna give also like a disclaimer here is that if any of y'all are like listening along and like watching the episodes, like the thing where flickering images gives you a bad time. Oh, um I think that's just a smorgasbord of various things that cause people issues. But yeah, yes, yeah. flickering lights war- flashing lights warning during run joy run. Yeah, and like it's just like it's consistent and it's at an odd enough frame rate that I was like, I just can't like look at this for a too long amount of time. But you know what? It's fine. Because because it is saying so well, Miles better than the original. Have you ever heard the original? No. The Julie in the original does sound like she took all of her antibiotics at once. Oh no. Because it's like, Daddy, please don't. It wasn't his fault. He means so much to me. Daddy, please don't. We're gonna get married. Just you wait and see. Huh. Um. Anyway. So the polycule is angry. That they've yes. been triple cast with each other to be Rachel's love interest. Mm-hmm. And Finn, like, Finn hits the nail on the head. He says, you wanted to make it seem like you had multiple guys interested in you, like a hot, slutty girl singer. And then he asks her, is your reputation more important than your relationships? And then Finn, followed by Jesse, storms out. Yeah. <laughs> we're almost there. We're, we're almost, almost there. there. And we're on my, I'm on my last page of notes. Nice. We get to then see Sue... <laughs> to remind us that there is such a thing as good interactions on the Glee. Because Sue thanks Jean for helping her. Because all she wants to do is to impress her sister. And then But Sue also, donate- also the slow motion laughter is done because Sue is now a top 700 recording artist and can rub that fact in the face of the faculty. Mm-hmm. Top 700. And Sue says that, well... Anji screwed me out of the negotiations, but I have enough money that I made off of the music video that I'm going to donate it to the nursing home so that you can have a couple of benches out back and a nice little vegetable patch. Because that is something that would make you happy. And then they have a cute little scene where they read a book together. And it's it's very cute, and I like Jean. Yes. I would appreciate if Sue had more consistent characterization. Yeah, same. I think everyone would appreciate it if Sue had more consistent characterization. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Will shows up at Emma's office with some apology flowers, and he tries to apologize to her. He tries to apologize, but it is the most bland milk toast apology I've ever heard. <laughs> Have you considered that I feel bad? My heart hurt! <laughs> She's like, Will, we're adults, and if we want to be in a relationship together, we have to be able to actually, like... We have to see we have to see each other and ourselves for who we really are. And he's like, "Okay, bye, I guess. I'm gonna leave." But as he leaves, the dramatic castanet music comes back. Brain blast. <laughs> because he sees Quinn, who hasn't done a whole lot this episode, walking through the hallway, being pushed around by people, and he was like, "I've got it." It's always the one you least expect, except when it's the one you most expect. (laughs) Yeah. And this is like a good dramatic scene, because 
he like he talks to Quinn in like the Glee classroom, and then he's like, "Look, I know you're behind the list because now I know now I know what it's like to have a bad reputation." I've walked in your pregnancy shoes, Quinn. <laughs> I've walked in your sensible flats. (laughs) He's like, you can be at the top for a really long time, and it takes a long time to build a good reputation, and then a few bad choices can destroy it in minutes. And Quinn, like, tearfully confesses, and she said that she didn't want to hurt anybody, and she didn't want to jeopardize the Glee Club, but she feels so invisible now because of everything, and she says that a bad reputation is better than no reputation at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, Quinn, but have you considered that there is a life after high school? (laughs) And also that you are Quinn Fabray and that you will be able to once again in the future inspire people to part like the Red Sea in front of you. Quinn, I need to remind you that you're only going to be pregnant for another five more episodes. (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I hadn't considered that. And then Figgin walks in, and he's like, William, where the fuck is the perpetrator? And Will's like, I don't know, all the kids protected each other because they love each other like a family. And Figgin's like, <laughs> fuck! Well, okay, I guess we'll just drop the plot point then, because there hasn't been another glist. I like to think that Figgins knows what's up, and he's accepting this for what it is, because he sees Quinn, like, wiping tears away behind Will and stuff, and he's like, okay, well, I know this is bullshit, but I'll still accept it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, how how crazy would it have been if this episode had had, like, what if, what if Matt had made the gliss? Oh my gosh, what if, if Matt was if Matt was trying to make the gliss because he he because he wanted someone for the love of God to notice him. What a concept! Even I, if it was through a pseudonym, I would have liked that. Cut to Matt at the library computer typing up the glist. Gossip girl here. <laughs> oh, that's Glee, so I guess it would be Glossop girl. <laughs> oh my god, we're almost there. We're almost there. Quinn does tell Mr. Schuster, you're a really good teacher, even if everyone is calling you a man whore. It's like, mm, that's generous of you, Quinn, but you're sure. You're half right. Everyone is calling him a man whore. Yeah. <laughs> time for set decorating with christina okay rachel's locker we we go to rachel's locker which is currently decorated with a mirror a cutout from like a newspaper or something that says building a dream and a cutout picture uh, that that is of jesse but it looks like it was taken from like the promotional artwork (laughs) or the promotional photography and then there's some kind of an artwork that looks like drawings that i made when i was in kindergarten (laughs) and anyway she's like Jesse comes up to her because he appears from behind her open locker door like a cryptid. A theater cryptid. <laughs> and, and she says, Wouldn't Look, the I'm Phantom s- be a theater cryptid? I mean, technically. Yeah, I guess he is. I guess Phantom would be a theater cryptid. <laughs> anyway, J- Rachel's like, I'm sorry, Jesse. I just have this pathologic need to be popular all the time. Because Jesse said that he scoped Rachel out before he transferred to see what kind of reputation she had. And most people didn't know her. Yeah. But those who did said that she was sneaky hot. Yeah. And that was cancelled out by a compulsive need to be right and a strange affinity for sweaters with animals on them. Basically, he's like, you broke my heart, so don't stand next to me at ballet practice. (sighs) Final music cover of the episode. Bring it on home. It is time for Total Eclipse of the Heart. Pan the room. 
Random use of candles, empty bottles and cloth, and can you see me through this fan? Slow-mo dove, creepy doll a window, and what looks like a bathroom, then a dim lit shot of dangling balls. I would kill for the Glee reboot to sing a cover of the literal version of Total Eclipse of the Heart, where they just describe uh, the events of the music video. Oh, okay. I did not know what you were referencing. <laughs> I was like, well, they clearly know you're referencing something, but I didn't know what. So, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, all, the tur- all the turnarounds are sung by Rachel's boys. And she's like, can you feel the emotions I have? Rachel is trying to use this as her apology song to the boys. And this is all intercut with Jesse and Rachel at ballet practice while they dance and stuff. And at the end of the song, Finn leads the entire Glee Club and walking out on Rachel. Which I, which I was like, yes. And <laughs> I guess the don't talk to me in ballet practice rule doesn't apply to singing because Rachel and Jesse are singing this at each other. Yeah. I mean, look, it's those two. They couldn't not sing at each other. But yeah. And the episode closes out on Rachel standing alone in the Glee room, alone with Will and the band and Brad. But none boys. But none boys. (laughs) Turn around, bright eyes! Oh my god. Finally, we are done with this episode. I realized that, like... We've only been recording for about an hour and ten minutes, but it feels like we've been recording for four hours. (laughs) Because this episode is just so dense, and I had so few feelings about most of it. (laughs) Just everything keeps on happening. Welcome to Glee! Yeah, okay, because, like, here, here is my list, like, because I try to write out, like, what's my best and my worst and stuff at the end. My notes here are just, song? (laughs) Worst? They sing? Best? (laughs) It's just, like, three question marks because this episode just left me feeling so nothing it did kind of feel like three or four subplots instead of any a plot Mm -hmm. and i think that's because uh in so when i was writing my fanfic for season four i i I didn't know much about screenwriting but i tried to make it so that no one had like two scenes right beside each other like i didn't want to have a scene with like kurt and Artie, and then immediately cut to kurt in a different part of school and it's kurt and blaine or something like that I wanted to, like, mm-hmm. block it out and stuff. But there are so many scenes where it's, like, people doing one thing, and then we immediately cut to those same people doing another thing. But it's, like, not co- continuous with the previous scene. It's just, like, now they're here being part of this other plot that they're part of. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is realistic, but it just feels weird on television. Yeah. Anyway, I started, Tanner, so you get to go first. My Did gold star song? song is... Yeah, go for song. Go for my, song. My gold star song is Run, Joey, Run, Joey, Run. Da, 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 da. It's good. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, I liked Ice Ice Bit. The only songs I didn't like were Physical and You Can't Touch This because they were kind of nothing songs, but all, the other three were actually pretty good. But I just. Run Joy Run is iconic because of the music video. It's a cinematic masterpiece! <laughs> you had a very feral expression on your face just then. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Ice Ice Baby for my Gold Star song, because, like, even though the music was meh, the, the, actually, no, wait, no, hold up. I'm going to go with Run Joy Run, because the music for that was fine. But yeah, so then what was your, do we do worst first, or do we do best first? We do best first. Okay. okay, My best, I, I had your best best something. I think, I know you, I know you had to listen a quarter volume, but I think my best was actually Emma's speech at will. 
No, that's understandable. Just it's it may not have been a hundred percent justified, but I do like just Will getting roasted and called out for his multitude of bullshits. Yeah, I think I think I have to make my best. The kids being friends because like <laughs> all of them just being together in like ice ice baby doing their fun dance off thing that was fun. And, like, just the fact that, like, we got to have the bad five having shenanigans in this episode. <laughs> the fact that Rachel was able to ask Arnie for help and convince him to help her with the AV club as accessories. Like, and the fact that, like, let's be real here, probably some of them knew what was going on with the Gliss, but no one ratted Quinn out. <laughs> That's, I, yeah. I'm very glad that the kids were friends in this episode. I can dig it. Yeah. So then what's your worst? Kay. What I, couldn't you dig? I wasn't sure. But I remembered it now. It was when Will is talking to Quinn at the end of the episode, and he says the thing about how a few bad choices can ruin a good reputation in minutes. That really incensed me when I was watching it, because nothing that happened to Quinn was because of her own choices. Mm -mm. She didn't decide to get pregnant. She, I guess she decided to keep the baby, but like that's not really like a hard and fast decision. Like For some people, it is an obligation, even if they're the pro-choiciest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to assume Quinn is pro-choice, because she seems competent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she didn't choose to get kicked out of Cheerios. She didn't choose to get broken up with by Finn. The, she the, didn't choose to get kicked out of her own house. I mean, I guess the only choice she made was lying about who the baby's father was. But so many other things happened to her before that, that it's like, that's almost a pittance compared to the rest of the things that were done to her. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of wild that Will's like, Quinn, you have been through almost all the traumas a kid mm -hmm. can go through without also being queer or of a racial minority, but I understand you because uh, my dick too bomb. <laughs> but I understand you because one time people laughed at me. In slow motion. <laughs> you know, if Will hadn't said that line, my worst would probably just be the, all the times that Sue keeps saying it's slow motion laughter. Because at a certain point, it was not being a joke. I think it was just, I don't know, a complex. Yeah. What was your worst? I think my worst has to be... God, what the... What, what the fuck even was I going to say for this? Oh, I didn't have anything. I just put down worst. <laughs> you had so to watch I, I an think, episode of Glee. Yeah. I think my worst is going to be just the entire physical remake because that was just a whole... That was just a whole bunch of nothing and a waste of a celebrity cameo. Yeah. You could have had so many better uses for Olivia Newton-John. And yet. And yet, here we are. Here we are. All right, that's the episode. Wow, we survived. All right, so since we're at the episode, let's do some uh, self-promotion stuff. Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network, and we can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice. And if we aren't there, let us know, and we will work on getting there. We can be found on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod, and emailed through LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. Since it's November 2nd when we're recording this, we don't know what... We don't know what it's going to look like in a week and a half when this episode comes out. So please be nice to each other. Hey, everybody. Future Tanner here from the onboard mic. I just wanted to say that, yay, Biden won, which is, listen, he's not the best choice, but he's better than Trump. So now we just have to make sure we hold him and his administration accountable.
Or, well, you guys do. I would if I lived there, but I, I can't because I'm in Canada. I have to try and keep the Trudeau administration accountable. So right now, the main thing that's happening are the Georgia runoff elections. So if you're able to, please donate and support, and if you live in Georgia, vote for John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. Those are the Democratic nominees. If they win, then they'll help flip the Senate for the Democrats, and that's always better than the Republicans controlling it. So yeah, that's the election update. Now back to our previous current events blast. Things that y'all should be doing anyway, but we're going to reiterate it because it's generic enough that it'll count depending on whatever the fuck happens in the next week and a half. Um, please continue to be nice to each other. Support BIPOC people. Support marginalized people. Support the unhoused. Um, donate to bail funds. Donate to local causes and food pantries. Con- please continue to wash your hands, wear your masks, and get your flu shots. Check in on your friends. Check, check in on your friends. And also fuck Trump. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Anyway, what are we going to hear about next time, Tanner? Next time, Rachel's going to die again, but for real this time. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise Jeebus. Rachel has COVID. <laughs> praise, praise Jesus. <laughs> Three, two, one. And, and that's, that's what, what you missed, missed on Glee. Glee. Should I pour myself another glass of piss? I'm going to stop my recording now first. Okay. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are going to figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, because you're listening. You're listening to loser like me. Loser like me Loser like me Oh no, don't you start yawning, then I'm gonna start yawning too. Sorry. No, it's it's okay. It's the piss.